What's good, fam? It's your boy, Jorge. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to another episode of The Boys Podcast. I got Mike in the studio with me. Hi, Mike Ian. Dude, this is our 10th uh, episode on the new podcast format. Dude, we're kind of killing it, huh? Yeah. I thought for sure we'd be like two and done. Nah. Or not. So, to celebrate number celebrate. 10. Little cheers. Ice cold out of the freezer. Yerbe mate. Ow. This is not sponsored. I just trimmed my fingernails. Can't get into it. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, dude. That's a good one. Oh, it's so cold. I got stuck. Yeah, you did. A little bit. You got ice in there? Yeah. Uh, that's delicious. I'm ready to fire this podcast up. Yeah. There's nothing like a good Yerbe slip or sip in the morning. It just makes the mood different. I'm yeah. telling you. So. so did you trim your beard a little bit? Yeah. See the chins. No, nah, just Dude. more of your face. It's nice. God, it sucks. So right when I did it, it was like windy and cold. Uh-huh. It sucked. I was so bummed because I didn't have a beard. But dude, it's like I have the world's worst hair on my body everywhere. Uh-huh. Right? So yeah. my head doesn't grow hair, yeah. which sucks. But the hair that it does grow is like a wire brush. Uh-huh. And then my beard hair, like I've tried to buy like a real nice beard trimmer and like dial it in so I can just like trim a layer off oh, okay. doesn't work because my hair is like so like wiry mm-hmm. i would go over it like 20 times and there's still like a little patch like uh, four or five so it's i grow a beard for a month shave it off are you gonna shave it completely during summer if i lose like 20 pounds yeah dude it's gnarly like the last time i shaved it dude i looked like freaking butterball dude i was just a big round <laughs> white face yeah whatever his name is <laughs> the boxer ah uh, dude it sucks okay well yeah i was actually wondering about that yeah because when i edit the podcast I, i'm always like or do the thumbnails for the... Why are you staring at me, dude? Well, I got, I got to. I got to find them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, man. And then... Mike's got to cut his beard. Yeah. But that makes and, a big difference right there. And then from here down, I grow a ton of hair. Nothing on my head. That's weird. I think, dude, I'm pretty happy with my life, but sometimes I look at it, I'm like, dude, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, I have to shave my head all the time. I've got an itchy beard. Like, when it comes, like, right now, like, my face gets all red, and then it goes all the way around my neck. Uh-huh. Just annoying, dude. Look at you, dude. You're just baby face all the time. No, well, not really no neck hair, no chest hair flowing yeah. out of your collar. I basically have hair from here on up. Up. That's it. God. It's weird. That's all I want. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's my rant for the morning. Well, there we go. That's a, it's not that, bad. That's Mike's morning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, life could be worse. Yeah. Like, I, I'm healthy and I got shit going for me, but all I think about is looking at my bald head yeah. and my wiry hair all over my body. That happens. I got like eight body trimmers it's annoying mm. you don't know what it's like i don't but there is a body <laughs> trimmer out there that sponsors a bunch of podcasts so maybe dude maybe one day yeah and then hook you, me up you can see if it works for you yeah and everyone's like dude why do you shave your body like that's so like not manly this and that and i used to do it because like in moto like you'd shave your arms because <clears throat> we didn't do it for looks it's like if you crashed and like took your whole elbow skin off mm. do you know what it's like picking that shit out of like a a gorilla on yeah. your arm you know like yeah. it hurts so i did that and then the knee brace thing came out so you would like shave your legs and i don't like shave shave I, like i said i body trim but it was nice and now it's like when it grows back it's like all itchy and it feels mm-hmm. weird so i just keep doing it yeah and if i didn't dude i, I would be partially black be kind of cool just because of my hair yeah. like my arms would be solid black yeah like you've seen our buddy rushton yeah black he's pretty hairy mm-hmm. yeah so yeah he's got it hair. everywhere yeah. he's got it everywhere yeah. full head everything How's your weekend? Um, weekend was oh god, the weekend was another brutal one. So <laughs> yeah, so I had a tournament with our buddy Little Travi. Okay, and it's always a good time because he's like deep Reno, like an hour from us, you know. 
So it's like, I don't really get to see those guys a whole lot. So I told Travi I would do a tournament with them and probably stay up there and hang out. <clears throat> and dude, like, I think the tournament was at 9 a.m. It was 30 degrees and cloudy and windy. Dude, and we were freezing, right? So we're like, ah, oh, this yeah, kind of, yeah, we're like, this kind of sucks. And it never really got better. But the promoter of the, the charity tournament, like, comes up at like, 10 o'clock and throws us like little vodka shooters. And mm. dude, I don't shoot vodka. I don't really like shots, period. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, God oh, damn it. So they start doing it. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to do it. You know, the other yeah. two, three dudes in our group. So I have a shot of vodka. We get to the second nine, dude. And I'm pretty hammered. And it's like, not even noon. I'm mm. like, oh my God. <laughs> dude comes back with shots of fireball, throws them in our cart. So we, yeah. They start doing them. So I do them again. So by the end of the golf tournament, I'm toast. Like, yeah. Trav's chick, I mean, I'm still, I'm a good toast, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know what's going on. I'm not falling over in the bar. Trav's chick comes because he left his truck at the course from the day before because he got hammered. Damn. So she Ubers over, picks us up. We go get a bunch of barbecue stuff. We're cooking. And then, um, like, our buddy Hemi and Tony B and Norm and all these dudes start coming over. Yeah. And granted, me and Trav have been drinking since 830. So these dudes come over and want to start, like, three <laughs> drinking beers, which is, like, we'll do, like, you know, as much as you want the first drink, finish it off and within three drinks. And I kept two drinking it because I was showing off. Mm -hmm. Dude, by like nine o'clock at night, I was in a different planet. Yeah. I didn't know where I was. Yeah. We were doing the YouTube music videos and all kinds of stuff. But it's so hard because you get so excited when you don't see people all the time. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I, sure. I knew I was only going to be up there a day or two. And like Tony B has a kid now. So like we yeah. never see him. So it was super fun. But yeah, I woke up Sunday morning and uh, I was still wasted. And I was yeah. supposed to golf down here. And you know, like. Sometimes you wake up still buzzed mm -hmm. or sometimes you feel like shit. This was like still like, I'm like, I'm afraid to get out of bed right now. Like Did you I, go to bed kind of early on Saturday too? Like 1130 midnight-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not super early, but not bad. And uh, I'm like, well, I got two choices. I can either try and drive back to Carson and golf, or I can just stay up here another day and, and get hammered. And yeah. Trav came in and I ended up staying and getting hammered. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Two beers. I was like. On the ver and then we went to a bar at like mm -hmm. 4 p.m. Yeah, Trav's local bar with like Norm and Hemi, and I'm like trying just to like pull it together. Like the bartender's talking to us and shit. I can't barely see her. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> so that was my weekend. Yeah, Don't mean, remember. It was fun though. A lot of fun. Good, good to catch up with old friends. Yeah, it's always good to see everyone. Yeah, and you probably nothing like my weekend. I'm sure. No, I did the exact opposite from you. <laughs> I did the family thing, and <laughs> we went and bought a couch. You know, mm. I talked about that. Nice. So we went and pulled the trigger, bought a couch. Won't be here for six to eight weeks. Cool. That's yeah, sick. I love when you do that. Yeah. Hate it that. was there the week before when we went and checked it out first. You know, and yeah. then we were going to, all right, let's maybe pick a different one. We'll see what's going on. Check some few other places. And they were like, yeah, we'll get it to you like right away. Go in. They're like, oh, no, it's going to be like 52 days. It's the worst. It's like, dude. Especially when you're just excited, like you're hitting something new and it's like, Something big like that that changes the way your house looks, yeah. you know, and you're all, all excited. And they're like, oh, yeah, you got like two months. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah, I know. Like, Heather's like super excited to have. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a dope couch. So, um, you know, it's going to make the area. And and then, you know, we got kids and stuff. So, and they got little friends that come over. So, someone broke our TV. Not oh. like broke it, but like something hit it mm -hmm. where now it has like a green line uh, just yeah. on the very edge, mm -hmm. you know? So, it's not broken. We've been watching. It's fine. But... You know, with a new couch, you know, get a bigger TV, probably set it up in a different because it's a bigger couch. So it's going to fill up our area a little bit better. Damn, dude, this podcast must be paying well. I had dude. the same TV for freaking 20 years, dude. Killing it, dude. Got new mics and TVs and couches. Yeah. Any herbs? I didn't, even, I didn't pay for it. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of sponsored, huh? See? Dude. It's the perks of being on the boys. I know. I love it. That's why I do it. <laughs> I do it for the herbs. 
But um, you always ask me for topics, and I actually thought of one the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, OCD, right? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking of the couch and like how you want it to look very specific to your area and set up just right and yeah. your TV. Dude, I was thinking, so I'm super weird, right? Like when I organize like my fridge, mm-hmm. like my drink fridge, mm-hmm. I put everything labels all this exact yeah. same way. Like on my nightstand, my remotes are all lined up perfect. I usually like make my bed good. Like my toothbrush and all my stuff in my bathroom's all in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of weird. And like on my radio on in my truck, I'll always go to like 10, 15, oh, 20. Yeah, yeah. I'll I never do like true. an 18. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I'm kind of like OCD. And then I open a cabinet like over there to look for something. Dude, there's shit everywhere. Yeah. So like what kind of OCD am I? Like I'm a weird one. Like I have to put everything in a certain spot. But stuff that people can't see, it's, dude, it's a mess. Dude, right when you were just saying that, I was thinking the same thing. But because, like, I'm kind of the same, but not to the to that that extent. But I feel like my office area, it's messy. Mm-hmm. And they say, like, usually, like, smart people. I'm not saying that I'm smart. But, I'm dude, not smart. Uh, smart people, like, geniuses always have, like, cluttered and stuff because they just, like, remember everything is. Yeah. And everything, they just, I've heard that. And then, like, I always see, like you know i know a few people that are like engineers mm-hmm. and i go to like their office and their office you're like dude you guys are ridiculous how dirty this is yeah you know how, how can you do anything so i think like in that sense maybe like we kind of leave certain things messy but then on the other part like everyday life part it's like clean cause yeah like to look at it yeah you know well i feel like too like when people come like even you i've known you for freaking 20 30 years damn near like when you come over, I'm like, dude, I don't want shit everywhere. And like, he thinks I'm like a slob. And yeah. You know, like when we party here and I wake up and there's beer cans, all, dude, that's the first thing I do. Yeah. No matter how bad I feel, I'm like, dude, I can't, like, this is bothering me. But then you can open a cabinet and there's shit everywhere. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing. Like I'm a visual OCD guy, I guess. Yeah. Cause that's the stuff you see every day. It's yeah. Like you want it to look nice. Yeah. And like, you know, organized. Yep. I get it. But dude, the, the truck thing's funny. Cause I do that too. I'll like put my volume up to like, 30 and i'm like nope it has to be like 33 or 34 uh-huh. or something like that yeah and i'm like that's so weird one. dude or i'll put it on 33 and i'm like try to and i'm like no nope, i gotta it's change, gotta change dude yeah. it's so weird yeah like and i actually like tested myself like one day i had my radio i like put it up to like 18 mm-hmm. i'm like dude just leave it and i start driving and i got like i don't know two minutes down the road i'm like i can't and i rounded it up yeah i, I always round it up it's the weirdest thing ever and i don't even know where it came from because like I grew up like my mom was kind of like a whore. I think that maybe what it yeah. might be. My thing is just like I like certain numbers. Mm-hmm. So like, so I don't have specific ones. I don't know if you have specific ones. No, no. I just always round like. Oh, you round. I guess up. I just round up basically. Yeah. So I, I have like certain it. numbers that I like. Mm-hmm. You know. So I like like number twenty eight. So number I seven put it on twenty eight seven. But See? obviously, I'm never listening. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a trip, dude. You know where I think it started for me too is MTV Cribs. Yeah. Because I remember they'd always like show the house and then they open the fridge and they'd have like all their drinks and yeah. they're just lined up perfect. I'm like, dude, that's sick. So I started doing that and then. Hey, like we, a, we filmed the MTV Cribs. We did. For ES, EXPN mm-hmm. back in the day. Did we do good? I can't remember. We got to find that. I have it. Do you? Yeah. I sick. have it somewhere. Uh, if you guys want to watch it, leave us a comment. Let us know. I want to watch it. I'll leave the comment. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Like I think it's a little bit of. You know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, it's like I grew up in a trailer park. My mom like crammed everything in every corner she could. Yeah. My dad would, you know, and they worked all day and raised a kid. So there's just shit everywhere. And I remember getting my first house and I'm like, dude, I just wanted to be very like clean and organized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was, I was so used to like literally my mom would have 
a plant in a corner and then a speaker in a corner and then a table in a corner. Like, and our house was 1,200 square feet. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because like, uh, I got childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was trauma, <laughs> but I think it's that, that mentality of just like your parents being able to put so much stuff in a small space. Mm-hmm. So like now when you have that, because it was organized. Yeah. Because it has to be. Oh, yeah. It can't yeah. just be thrown in there. Yeah. So I think now when you're an adult, you like organize everything because you just remember. Dude. Because that's how like my garage is. I don't have like the biggest garage. Yeah. I park my truck in my garage. Yeah. And I have like my dirt bike, my kid's bike, you know, a bunch of stuff in there. So I have to, it's like a puzzle. Got to have a place for everything. Yeah. Yep. Or I else it. It, won't, it won't fit. So yeah. it's like I'm pretty good at making like puzzle pieces. Yeah. It's because we're not rich, dude. We got small houses. Yeah. Like even my even my duty guitar setup over here, it's like I want it to look like a real studio and like mm-hmm. be all bitching like with all the cables hidden and stuff. I don't know how to do it, so it's a mess. Yeah, well, but it's nice and tight on the desk. Yeah, just the I don't like cables. Cables bug me. Yeah, see, we're not that rich yet. We're not. No, I'll have someone build that thing. Yeah, but that yeah, that's so that was my topic for you. I heard uh, Adderall uh-huh. helps OCD people. The opposite effect. So. Adderall supposedly like gets you all like wired up and it's gnarly. Yeah. So it's not that gnarly. I would know. I've just heard. I've yeah. Read Google. So, but I heard that it does the opposite. If you really do have like OCD, mm-hmm. it does the opposite. It calms you down. Huh? Like it doesn't like wire you up. Yeah. It just calms you down. So you're not so OCD anymore. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm not going to do Adderall, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, you know. But it is weird, dude. Like I'll put my, cause I have like a little toothbrush holder and I'll put my toothbrush in it and it'll like move sideways a little bit. And I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah, see, I don't do that. It's weird, dude. Yeah. That's why, honestly, like, I don't think I could have kids because, and I've heard like people that are OCD will have kids and you just, cause with having Ellie, my dog, like I used to keep my truck like clean all the time. Yeah. Like if the seats were dirty or anything, you know, and now dude, there's like sand in the cup hole because she, you know, <laughs> she goes outside. I'm like, dude, if I made myself OCD about like the floors in my house and like my couch and like my truck, I would die. Yeah. It would yeah. be a, it would be a full-time job. You like learn. Yeah, that's the one thing. There's a few things about kids that kind of, you know, it sucks or you're not prepared for as a like queen. Like, have you ever had like marker that? on the wall? Yeah. Oh, a little man. one does that. Dude, I would die. I'm like, dude, why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, it's always a mess. It's yeah. It's like the biggest mess, especially when they're a little bit smaller. Uh, I have a five-year-old, so his room is still like, always messy. Mm-hmm. It's like, go clean your room. He does it, and then, you know. An hour later is dirty again. I'm yeah. like, dude, how, why do you do that? They just don't know. They want to play with everything. Yeah. That's so that's weird. Ellie. Like she grabs a toy when you come here, drops it. Drops it. And yeah. then if Bubs comes home, she'll grab a toy, drops it. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to play. Dude, it's, it's like having a kid. Yeah. Like every night before I go to bed, I have to pick up like six little toys. I'm like, dude, just yeah. play along. Well, that's the good thing about kids though. They could do it themselves yeah. once they get a little older. Yeah, my dog's not that smart. <laughs> she's toping. Yeah. So that was, that was one thing where when I first became a dad, I was like, Dude, these kids are so dirty. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah, it's super shit weird. everywhere. Shit everywhere. I remember being a kid. Yeah, I had shit everywhere. But now we're getting to the point where, like, it, you know, it's getting better. So now we have no animals in the house. Mm-hmm. And now we have, you know, a little bit older kids now that can go clean up their rooms and stuff yeah. like that. So now spanks my ass if they don't. Yeah, life is getting a little bit. So you're going on cruise control more. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. I'll just live through you. I just don't. I don't think I'm gonna have a kid. Okay. Well, I live through you on the party part. Yeah, dude, it's fun. Yeah. And I like practicing making the damn kid, but I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. You're practicing making kids is gotta, the best part. Yeah, I got to change my own underwear all the time. I can't imagine changing a kid's underwear as well. That wasn't that bad. Ugh. 
If it's anything like mine, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, that wasn't too bad. Um, let's get into some topics from last week. Okay. So we had the final four last week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so final four, UConn beat San Diego State to win their fifth national champion. Congratulations. Congratulations, UConn. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, saw that one coming. But the thing is, that wasn't even the big topic. Mm. Like the girls outshined that the LSU, LSU beat Iowa. Um, and the big controversy was basically LSU has this girl. Uh, Angel is it an Reese. actual girl? Yeah. Thank God. I believe so. Never know these days. Well, I don't think that's allowed still. No, you don't know. And then uh, Iowa has this other girl named Caitlin Clark, I believe. And I think that Caitlin Clark chick is like everyone considers her like probably the best player. Mm-hmm. And then also maybe could be one of the best WNBA players ever. Okay. So she's pretty good with this white chick. So when she plays, she does like this thing where she's going like this, like you can't see me, like you can't see me on the court. Yeah. I'm too good and shit. So, you know, she has a little bit of cockiness to her or whatever. So they play LSU, you know, beats that ass. It wasn't like close or anything like that. Yeah. So they beat him. And then that the top star on the other team, the LSU, Angel Reese, she does it to her and then pointing out her finger like she's getting a ring and stuff. And that was like the biggest controversy that like, hmm. I'm sure. I don't know if you saw it or anything. But, Heck no. Um, I just told you I didn't see anything, remember? Oh, yeah. True. Probably better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the biggest controversy. So like I said, you didn't even hear anything about the like the guys, the UConn team winning their fifth championship. That's pretty good. Um, and then San Diego State making it to the you know championship yeah. game, which is cool because – I believe San Diego State is in our uh, UNR division. Yeah. So yeah. the school in our area is University of Nevada. So I think they're in the same conference. Mm-hmm. And that's huge because, you know, the team from our conference makes it to the championship game. Right. which brings more eyes. And With money. like high-end colleges and, yeah, tons of good athletes and stuff. So Yeah, so that's always good for us. So that was a cool thing. But you, never, you didn't really hear too much about that because of this whole controversy with the girls' team. Um and just uh, like Dave Portnoy from Barstool came out and was saying like Angel Reese is a disgusting or, you know, piece of shit or something like that. And it's like, man, I don't know if he's ever played sports. Like, dude, that guy's a dork. Like, you know, it's one of those things where you got to be playing sports. You're competitive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure like I'm sure with what you did, you're competitive, but it's kind of a it's a different competitive because it's by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah sports it's like you have a whole you're relying on a team and coaches and yeah staff and everything yeah it's a lot different so it's a lot different and then the rivalries are a lot different than just like a a solo thing like you do Mm -hmm. or you used to do um so you know it's kind of weird that this guy owns this uh big sports company media company and and uh doesn't think or thinks that this girl was out of line yeah just saying because it was after i guess they won it was like after the the game ended and she did that and he's like that's you don't do that shit yeah and he's like that's not that's unfortunate like and stuff and it's like dude. but this dude can talk shit on pizzas like you know family restaurants and yeah talk shit on the, he's built his whole career around talking shit and saying dumb stuff yeah well like, exactly like he's saying dumb stuff there yeah like i i can't i don't know why dude like i can't stand a lot of like celebrity esque people anymore yeah you know because I mean? like you said the dude has never played as probably a sport as like a competitive sport in his life yeah. On that stage, like, yeah, and dude, I can say firsthand, like, even though I'm an individual sport, is adrenaline's a hell of a drug, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
I've done stuff in the caught in the moment, like where I come off of a run, you know, and I'm like acting like an idiot or something. Not a disrespectful one. Just but, but I start throwing my bike and dancing. But around you're not, you know. Yeah, That's but yeah, but it's just like uh, sometimes, dude, you're in the moment, yeah. you know, and you, and it's not like she like disrespected like a, a family or something like yeah. that it was like you know it was a friendly competition of each, just, within each other you know yeah she's just mocking this girl that has this thing that she's done to other yeah. teams while she's winning yeah or she does a good play she's she's doing it to other people so you know you win and you see it all the time yeah you know like richard sherman dude you mad bro right in tom brady's face yeah. and then brady beats him the next time and they shake hands it's like it happens dude yeah you know like so that's the thing you gotta in the to your point of like the celebrities, you know, and all that, I think it's just like the social media thing now. Mm -hmm. It's like he could have just said that and like it, it could have just been like a little, some people heard it. Yeah. But it just goes viral. Yeah. So like he says it, he goes on there, puts a, put out a video and he's just like, I don't care who you are. That shit was disrespectful. Yeah. Like blah, blah. So then everyone covers it. We're talking about it. Yeah. You know, um, so I think that's what kind of makes these people annoying. Mm -hmm. But my point is just like, dude, have you never played even it doesn't even matter if you played at that level like yeah. even like high school like yeah. have you never played competitive dude, look at, at i don't see an athletic bone in that dude's body i mean i don't He's know an idiot. that's why he eats pizza every day <laughs> well Lord. i mean that's that's why i would eat it yeah it's not, but i'm not talking shit not on a bad thing women's hand gestures on their face yeah so that was the biggest controversy uh the biggest thing that we got out of the final four of the championship game so congratulations to all the winners. Congratulations. I didn't even watch none of the games, but I didn't watch one yeah. ounce of it. Yeah, it was seems like all blowouts. Mm -hmm. The the Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State, it came down to the last shot. Yeah. And the dude from San Diego obviously sank it to win it like on the buzzer. Lucky. So that was dope. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. That stuff's dope. But then when you get smoked, man, nah, that sucks. Yeah. So we need the controversy. Yeah. I got smoked my whole life. I'm still here. Look at me. Mid pack the whole time. Yeah. Hey, but do you remember? Let's see how much we got five minutes. Do you remember when, um, <clears throat> like, Renner used to dance? Uh huh. So, was it like maybe a part of you, especially when you went against them? So, like, you really do go against them. Like, Biden used to go against them. Yeah. Good and, and step up. Um, so, it was Ronnie Renner. He used to just, after his runs or whatever he did, he used to do some dancing and like you know, dance floor dancing. Like, yeah. He was listening to techno music, like the robot and so, stuff. Yeah, the robot, the mm -hmm. worm and stuff like that, which is cool. Like, you know, you got to make your own lane sometimes. Yeah. But like, did you ever, part of you ever think like, man, if I beat him, I'm just going to dance to like mock him? No. No? No, dude. So I'm sure a lot of people did though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Deegan used to always just mock him, not even yeah. just to be a dick. You know what I mean? But that's insane. Like sometimes like when someone has that like little thing that they do. Yeah. Like if you beat them or you best them yeah. one time yeah you're gonna do that to like oh like, absolutely dude. yeah it happens all the time you know like if if deegan beat pastrana which was kind of rare but you know he'd give him a thumbs up like because travis was always thumbs yeah, up yeah. guy you know or and you know you could sit there and be like oh it's disrespectful but a lot of people are gonna look at it as it's you know competition and it's funny yeah like i don't like i said disrespectful to me is like pushing someone going at like personal at them yeah, yeah. but it's like dude a, a game thing that they do it's like who cares? Mm -hmm. It happens all the, every day in sports. It happens. Yeah. So it's like, Barcelona needs to get out of here. Well, and it's funny, like, you know, you'll see, Whatever like, his name is. you'll see uh, in the NFL, you'll see a guy make a good play, and then all of a sudden he's just like doing whatever. And a lot of people are like, oh, what an idiot. It's like, dude, you've never been in a situation where, like, 
he just made a really good play. Yeah. He's on TV. Like, there's yeah. a lot of adrenaline going adrenaline, on. Adrenaline, dude. Like, you're pumped. You're in front of 50, 60,000 people. Like, yeah. the crowd really affects our, like, the way our moods are. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, you almost black out. Yeah. Right? Like, when you have that much adrenaline, you just accomplished something, and the crowd's going, like, wild. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a blackout moment. And then, like, you're like, holy shit. Like, what, what's yeah. going on here? You yeah. know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's hard to explain to, like, the everyday person. Uh-huh. But, you know, like something like that, it was probably just in, literally in the moment. Yeah. Like, I couldn't see that chick just being on a totally normal day going up and, like, yeah, you know, being a bitch to the other chick or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just hard. Like, you'll never get that through people's head, like, right. what it's like being in the moment of a – and, dude, like – Unless you do it. The pinnacle of women's basketball mm-hmm. at that moment, yeah. right? Like, that's that's a tough one, dude. Like, yeah. there's so much, like, energy going on right there. Yeah, like I said, that Caitlin chick is considered probably, like, the best – basketball female player there is right now Mm -hmm. so imagine your team just beat them you're the top chick and the other team like you're gonna try to make a little statement for sure so 100 100 so another news okay uh saudis they had offered leo messi 438 million dollars to go play on their team for one year jesus so it's a a saudi team al hila i believe Mm -hmm. and Earlier this year, Cristiano Ronaldo, which is considered the other like best yeah, yeah. soccer player in the world, he just signed with a, a team over in Saudi. So he's like the, the star over there. So now the opposing team, their their opponent, they they want to get Messi over there so they can have that so rivalry. So get Messi? Yeah. But golfer, $38 million. But golfers are pieces of shit for taking any kind of Saudi money. See, this world's so dumb. Yeah, but these guys are like non-Americans. So I know. I don't. That's why. America. There's Joaquin Neiman. America's dumb. America's dumb. Yeah, we are actually pretty dumb. Yeah, that's what it is. Like uh-huh. no one else in another country bats an eye at that. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. we want to see our, you know, our idols play yeah. there and, and kill it. You know, I rode in Saudi Arabia. It was fun, dude. Kind of scary. Rode a camel. No, you went back in the day though, too. Dude, I went like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But like now, I think they're they're really trying to make it like a tourist de- destination. Yeah. It's like, so <laughs> it, I think, and don't quote me on this, but what did we do? I think we did Riyadh, Riyadh, however you say it, Saudi Arabia in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think Nitro Circus was one of the first events that they the Saudis allowed oh, ladies yeah. to go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we had women in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell. They were yeah. all wrapped up. But dude, it was sick. That's what's dumb. Like I've always thought, and you know, when people like, only watch CNN and I'm, and I'm not getting into like politics stuff, but just when people only watch that, they're like, Oh man, back there, they're, it's so like this. It's so that, and they do have different laws and religions oh, yeah, and yeah. they're, they actually like pursue them. Like if you do something wrong, dude, they'll cut a hand off. No problem. Yeah. But right? check in the, in the stadium was like, Oh, Mike Mason with a sign. They probably would have whipped her shirt up. Oh, she's yeah. gone. Taddy's yeah. out, dude. Dead. Nipples cut off. Harry. Oh yeah. Cut off. Yeah. Um, but no, like when we, because I did Dubai, I did Abu Dhabi, um, Saudi Arabia, like all these spots. And it was awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. Like we legit in Saudi Arabia, they gave us like their kits they were. I don't know right, what right. That, I don't know what they're called. But, yeah. and we did, we sat Indian style on a floor of like, you know, 20 people around this rug and they just fed us. Like we ate with them yeah. and shot the shit with them. It was like never want, because we got our checklist to go over there and it was like, probably 95 degrees at this time. Mm. And they were telling all of us to wear like long sleeve shirts. Like don't show tattoos. Don't do this. Oh, okay. Really don't even like speak to them a lot. Cause they're like, 
super on edge mm-hmm. dude those people couldn't have been more genuine to us yeah that's the thing too like you're going there and you have like i don't know what the word is but like a sponsor the guy that takes you around mm-hmm. or whatever the yeah. promoter um and those guys you know they're genuine people that just they they're like excited to have you guys there. yeah so they're going to show you the best time and yeah of course there's bad parts of the country yeah and, and laws are pretty gnarly but as long as you go and you act like a human being they don't you know? they're not they didn't stereotype us and that's what's funny. I mean, dude, we walked through like this like hard packed like sand castle, right? Oh, yeah. It was like one of their first like structures in that area and they've left. It was weird. It's like, it's not a building. It's like literally like cut through like walls of dirt basically. Yeah. Walked through that. They gave us a tour. The gnarly thing is like they have like a, like a prayer, I think like, let's just say 5 PM mm-hmm. and there's speakers like all throughout the streets and it goes off and it sounds like the world's ending. Yeah. It's just their little music and they, like, just drop down. And they drop down to a prayer and, so that was kind of cool. Like I loved looking at the cultures and stuff, you know, and yeah, and like you said, everyone's like, oh man, you're lucky you didn't get killed this and that. I'm like, I've been in New York City before at night and like, I'm lucky I didn't get killed. Yeah. You know, New York City is not exactly at some safe place or Chicago, like yeah, yeah. Chicago has like the highest murder rate right now. It's like, I've been there at night. It's dude, everywhere's dangerous. Yeah. Right. But there's good spots and bad spots. And man, I, I was just pumped to check it out. And and back to like the news, it's like, they just tell you, you know, don't go there. Like, don't go to Mexico. Your head's going to get cut mm-hmm. off. It's like, yeah, hey, don't go to the wrong part of Mexico, but yeah. Mexico has a ton of beautiful places with a ton of people that are thankful to have us there. Yeah. You know, and, and people are like really fascinated. I've learned this. They're really fascinated with Americans, mm-hmm. not just Nitro Circus, not Travis Pastrana. It's like, dude, they were like touching my arms and like looking at tattoos and, you know, very like inquisitive and asking us yeah. questions. And it's like, I never once got the feeling where like I'm about to get robbed. Yeah, you're in danger. Yeah, yeah. so it's man, it's like I don't know. They're awesome over there. Like back to the original. We always do this. We veer off, but you know they are trying to make it like a you know like Dubai. You go there, it's Americanized, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like yeah. you don't even feel like until you're out driving around. Like if you're just in one of their hotels, you don't feel like you're like yeah in the Middle East. You know what I mean? And all right, so keeping on the topic of super rich companies. Yep or places and that's stuff. not us yeah the wwe as of april 3rd was sold to the ufc parent company endeavor uh they purchased 51 percent of the company and 49 percent of the remaining is owned by the shareholders still so that brings endeavors two companies um added value to 21 billion dollars that's kind of a lot yeah I if mean, you ask me not bad yeah not bad more than we got yeah, it's like I'm I'm kind of surprised like WWE, you know, I don't know how long it's it used to be WWF. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff, but dude, Vince McMahon's had that company forever and just now so- selling it. I'm surprised he hasn't sold earlier. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe it was just his baby. It's like something he just wanted to hold on to and like you True. Know, kind of back to the ego thing, like he yeah. was just like so stoked on it. Didn't want to know it cuz you know, sometimes like it's your baby and then you sell it and people mess it all up. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, you know, speaking of Saudis, uh, there was a rumor that a Saudi company was trying to buy WWE, and they made it that valuable. Hmm. So then they upped the price on it. Yeah, they upped the price on it. So then the UFC parent company Endeavor comes out, and they're like, "Yeah, we want it." And yeah. They bought it for you know whatever amount of billions of dollars, and uh, it's rumored that maybe that Saudis didn't even offer anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Sick, dude. Good Sick. business model right there. Yeah. So what do you think? There's a chance that like there's a crossover as far as like like a McGregor could be in the WWE yeah. soon? Yeah. So I think that's what a lot of people were thinking like, oh, crap, you know, 
now the UFC is going to be staged. Yeah. But it's just the, the, the companies are under one umbrella now. Mm-hmm. It's not really that. But I, what I do think would be cool would be if, uh, you know, like a McGregor comes comes out because he's one of the favorites um, with the, the owners and, and just fans and everything. If he comes out and it's like, dude, I'm at the end of my career. One last fight, but I want to transition into WWE now. Yeah. And since they're the same company, you know, Dana c- could go over there and be like, all right, we're going to introduce McGregor slowly. Dude, into- that'd be so sick. Yeah. I don't even like WWE, but dude, McGregor would be a good fit in that. Yeah. What about like Chuck Liddell? He's big. Yeah. He's mean looking. He's got a mohawk. He's like the white Mr. T. Yeah, dude. I think. Uh, Was that that dude's name? Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think Chuck has some issues. Really? It was so funny. One night, uh, I was talking to a buddy on on uh, Instagram because he was posting uh, like videos of him with Chuck Liddell. Mm-hmm. So they did this event, and Chuck Liddell was like one of the celebrities there. I was like, "Oh, sick, dude! Chuck's cool or whatever." He's like, "Dude, that guy was so wasted." Dude, the next morning, there's an article that came out, and it's all Chuck Liddell arrested for domestic abuse. I'm no like, oh, way, shit. Yeah. dude! He was wasted. Yeah, he was so wasted. Yes. Yeah dude so that was funny that was like a few years back imagine being like a a wife or a girlfriend of like a fighter that'd be weird because like they're obviously wired a little different right yeah i mean it like look at the diaz brothers they're not just like good at fighting there's like something going on there that made them good at fighting like they literally like are degaff right yeah dude and then like you're like this like little blonde chick or something that rolls into this relationship and you know liddell goes out and gets all hammered and like you're like comes home you're like oh my god yeah and those guys, it's not like the guy, like a, I mean, I'm, I think like Mayweather's had some allegations or whatever, but uh, he didn't take that much punishment during his career. <clears throat> so like, you can't blame it on a brain thing. No, yeah. Like the D is, you could probably be like, yeah, those guys got their asses beat yeah. a lot of times. So they might have some mental issues where that stems from. Mm-hmm. Plus they're, they're fighters and they, they Plus they're just have, crazy. Yeah. They might have anger issues. Yeah. So that's tough, but <clears throat> Yeah, I think uh, for I think for the UFC, some of the fighters, if they're smart and they're pretty popular, I think it's going to be a good thing. And I hope that they can think about that. Yeah, or, you know, listen to this podcast and you know, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll listen to it and they'll kind of get an idea and maybe giving you the blueprint. Maybe they'll give us some do. credit. Yeah, that's all we ask for. But that's what you should do. But definitely not any uh, UFC or WWE guys coming over. No, because we've yeah. had that before. Yeah, Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He we was had, actually decent though, wasn't he? He was all right. Yeah. And then we had CM Punk. And I think he How's got his, that? He's like a big WWE guy. Huh. But he got his ass beat, I think, two or three times. Good. With that kind of name? Yeah, CM Punk. So, you know. Dude. Speaking of fighting though. Yeah. I hate it. Bam Margera. Oh, here we go. Called out Johnny Knoxville and that Jeff Kermaine guy that yeah. like jackass yeah. and stuff to a bare knuckle uh boxing match. Yeah, what happened? Because I read some stuff. A long time ago, like, Bam went off the deep end, like, alcoholic and stuff. And I heard that, like, Knoxville and them basically kicked him out of anything they do. Mm -hmm. Which, I I don't know. Like, I don't know the whole history of it. But I feel like Bam was, like, the pioneer of that kind of stuff. Yeah, Bam started that. Yeah, so, like, that's that's what I hate about, like, shit like that. Yeah, it's weird. Even though he, like, why not help the dude get back on his feet? Yeah. And then, you know, but, like, what I heard is, like, they didn't want him on, like, around the set. He wasn't allowed on property, like yeah. all kinds of stuff. I'm like, dang. Well, I think there's a lot to it, you know, but uh, it's a classic case of, you know, drugs are bad for you. Yeah. 
you know, and, and Bam. Do you remember how cool Bam was? Dude, he was like my idol in the yeah. early 2000s. Like his style, like everyone, I mean, I, I don't think it's just me. Like yeah. Jesse Olsen, remember? He loved Bam. Like, everyone. Yeah. And he was just sick. He like skated sick. His videos were cool. Like the music he was starting to introduce to everyone was bitching. And he was funny. I think the Ryan Dunn thing got him. I think it done him in. Yeah, I don't know, but he was already like leaning towards that. Yeah. Towards that, <laughs> like just that super stardom celebrity. Yeah. And then. uh God, have you seen him lately? Yeah. Dude, it's. He's not even the same dude. Well, yeah, he had a he, a video just came out of him yelling at his chick at a restaurant, mm-hmm. like storming out, you know, smashing shit. And then this video comes out of him calling out those guys. And he said something in there. I didn't really understand it, but he said something in there like they did like a something death clause on it, on him or whatever, where they made him like take all these pills and like medication and shit that was fucking him up. Weird. Said he started losing his hair. <clears throat> Easy. Couldn't get hard. Easy. Couldn't Whoa. do his chick, he said. Jesus. Yeah, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. So he's like, Kermaine won't fight me, but Johnny Knoxville said if anyone doc- double dares him or anything, he will. So I'm calling you out. So I'd I did watch. if you're like I get it. If it's one thing where like you're just like mad and stuff, yeah. dude, just go fight him. Yeah. Fight him. Yeah. Whatever. But if it's like you want to make money off of it, I understand the call out and, you know, you want to do like an actual boxing match. Yeah. I get that too. Yeah. But uh, but then like you said, like when it comes down to that, then it almost feels like everything's staged. Yeah. Right? Like if you're actually going to organize a fight, make a bunch of money off it, this and that, it's like I want to see him like find Knoxville outside of like an LA bar and just uppercut him. Yeah. And dude, the way he is right now, he's losing. Mm-hmm. And even if the, he had like six months to train, I'm not really sure that he would actually train. Hell no. He would just like, he has issues. Yeah. You know? See it. And back to my original point, Coors Lights are not that bad. Yeah. Look at me. I'm not all tweaky and like yeah. weird. Like I said, I got to watch the little double chin here. That gets away from me a little bit. But man, the stuff out there just messes people up now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so, crazy to see. I guess like we'll never know, but that, that's got to be so hard. Like your whole life's in the spotlight. So you can even see like your downfall. Mm-hmm. Like Bam can watch, you know, CKY2K. Yeah. And he's like, damn, dude, I was like pretty cool looking dude. What the hell happened to me? Dude. You know? Uh, yeah. At one point he was like the man. Yeah. Dude, imagine. Cause like, you know, Rob Deerdeck. Oh yeah. You know, he kills it and he, you know, he has a family and kids and I just heard a podcast with him and he's talking about like optimizing his like entire day mm-hmm. to like, be able to hang out with his family, but then still do all his work, all his all work this stuff. Other yeah. Stuff, you know? Like he's like pretty, he's like a robot. Yeah. But he's pretty set together, you know, came from the same background, skateboarding, all that kind of stuff. And he made it. So imagine if Bam never went down that road. He yeah. could be like a deer deck. Yeah. Just, I mean, dude, he had TV shows. He was like, he was bef- the first. He was before deer deck, you yeah. know, on MTV and had good like DVD sales, all this stuff. And it's just that. Cause like, I don't necessarily care for Deer Deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's cool. And, and dude, you, I'm not hating on his success. It's not yeah. one of those things. But like Bam was like a superstar type dude to be. Does that mean, you know what I mean? Like Deer Deck, I never looked at him and was like, damn, I want to be like that guy. That's probably the, the, that's probably the difference. Yeah. That Bam just had that personality, like the rock star personality. Yeah. And you see what happens to like certain rock stars. Yeah. You know, you know like watching the old videos and he built like a half pipe in his living room. Yeah. And was like on the roof, like dropping in. You know, like that kind of stuff was cooler than like, Deer Deck just like doing these weird little skits with the yeah. his bodyguard. You know what I mean? Well, and then, you know, one thing that like I remember from his stuff is like he'd come in and beat the shit out of his dad. All the oh, time. yeah. All the time. And it was just like funny. And then On I the feel, toilet. I feel like, yeah, like Deer Deck kind of tried to emulate that with 
Big Black. Yeah. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, stuff like that. And it's just he's he just set that that lane. Yeah. And you like, know, it ruined him. Yeah. Like even when I try to watch like ridiculousness or something, for one, that Chanel Chicks laugh drives me nuts, dude. <laughs> So I don't really watch the show, but like when you watch it, like it's always like Deer Dick. He's one of those dudes that I feel like when you're a kid and trying like at a house party, mm-hmm. he has to try to be funny. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think the way he like comes out is like, you're like, dude, that guy's funny. You know what I yeah. mean? But like Bam came out and like literally like does not give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. And he, I feel like truly he was just himself because I mean, they made their own DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't an MTV show back then. And I felt like he was more himself and I, think that's why in a sense more people resonated with bam yeah but then back to what you're saying deer deck had his shit together and he's just slowly creeped up into the limelight like he's always made good money skating made good money you know doing other stuff and then now he's like big time and that's kind of like you said that's the difference of like having your like i feel like deer deck had a business plan in front of him when he was a kid Mm -hmm. and bam had nothing going for him and just tried to do whatever he could you know what i mean and it's just bam's uh life was so cool that it made it on TV and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, went downhill. It's and, not sustainable. But then that opened it up for other guys like a theater to yeah. come in, but not have that same lifestyle, but yeah. still like be cool. Like that's cool. Yeah. Guy. Like Bam's lifestyle is not sustainable. And maybe that's why he still, he still chases that. Um, Cause it, that is a weird thing with like, especially action sports because we were all degenerates. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's a certain, like look at Travis dude. The dude's like, has like freaking, he's on death row all the time. Yeah. You know, he's trying to do stupid shit. And it's like, some dudes always have to chase what they've always done. Yeah. And some dudes, you know, like Deer Deck's not going to go out there and like jeopardize his career or his life just to like, yeah, stay in the limelight. He's just figuring out other way, like, you know, fantasy factory to like mm-hmm. now just having a TV show to this and that. And like, Bam's probably that, that one dude in their sport that just can't let it go. Yeah. You know, and, the, and the deeper you go down that, the harder it is. It's like, I went from never drinking riding to having beers at the after parties to being bored during the week. This is in my career mm-hmm. to being bored during the week and having some beers to like at the end of my career, I'd hit the hotel bar right when I would land and have beers. Yeah. And it's like, I wasn't necessarily chasing nothing, but it just becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, now look at me. It's like everything I do. I'm like, dude, it's so nice. Let's have a beer. And it doesn't help that it's fun. Yeah. It's so fun. And that's the problem is like, you know, people that do cocaine or people that do Adderall or whatever. It's like, you're always chasing like that one feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like maybe that's my little bit of my problem is like, I'm like so used to having fun with my friends that it's like now, like I want to do that here. Yeah. You know, I can't just like be that normal, just sit at my house type of dude, yeah. not talk to no one. It's like you build a lifestyle for yourself and you're kind of, you get stuck in that rut. Mm-hmm. Now with that being said, it's like, I, I can go a month without drinking and it doesn't bother me. Right. But I'm the dude that's very easily like, the switch turns. Yeah. Like it's snowing. I'm going to rip beers today. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're golfing. It's 75. I'm ripping beers today. Yeah. Dude, the masters is on. Should we rip beers this week? You know what I mean? Like I'm always finding like that kind of what I did when yeah. I was riding, you know? And I mean, you know, it's just basically right when you said that, it just sounds like you're just enjoying life. Yeah. A hundred percent. And thank God it's course lights. Like, thank yeah. God I don't do drugs or pills or, you know, cause I think maybe that's Bam's problems. Like pills is yeah the number one cause of all. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if you do cocaine, like, it's gone within 30 minutes. Yeah. Now, if you do it all the time, like every yeah. 20 minutes, that's gnarly. But like, if you just do it like at a nightclub to do something, mm-hmm. it's gone. But like pills, dude, I've, I've seen more of my friends and more people that I have acquaintance with go off the deep end because of pills, mm-hmm. not because of beers. I mean, not even because of like hard liquor. It's that shit that like messes people yeah. up. 
And pills, I think you could do like multiple pills at once. And then you add alcohol into it. Yeah. So it's like you're taking a muscle relaxer or, you know, and like I did do, I've done Adderall once in my life. Yeah. And we were at a music festival. I was with some buddies that were actually playing. I toured that band up. We talked about them evils. And, you know, the lead singer guitarist, he would do Adderall because he's concentrating on guitar and singing, right? Mm, so he would do one before a trip and he ripped, dude. Wow. He's like a modern day, like Led Zeppelin, basically. Mm. So one day they weren't playing this music festival. We were like in Charlotte or something and we all did an Adderall. I'm like, I've never done this before, you know, kind of. Dude, I drank for like 18 hours and never felt buzzed. So you were focused on. Yeah, like, because, you know, like usually I have six beers and like I'll go to say something to you and I'll slur a little bit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. It's it's in there, you know. Dude, we drank all day and I just kept felt like, the cool thing is like I never felt like I was like paranoid, like everyone knows I'm on Adderall. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just more like I'm talking to you right now, but I'm 15 beers deep and I'm like totally fine still. Yeah. But with that being said, it didn't make me like want to go out and get a prescription to yeah. it. You know, your, like your brain was doing a hell of a job trying to keep hell, up. Hell of a job. Yeah. So, but it's like, you know, I know dudes that like used to just pop like muscle relaxers and drink it like, you know, a bunch of Jack and Cokes. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is so gnarly. Yeah. Cause you got an upper, a downer, you know, you're like starting to fall out of your chair. You can't even talk. Like people are literally dragging you out of the bar. It's yeah. like, I don't, I never want to be like that. Well, dude, I watched some podcasts where the guys are taking like Percocet. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Or they drink, you know, like lean, which is a cough syrup. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. And and they're very slow, just like lounging on the couch and being like, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm like, dude, if you didn't do that, your personality and your energy would be a lot higher mm-hmm. and it would make for a better podcast. 100%. <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's so gnarly how people think that's like a cool feeling. You know what I mean? Like. I'm, that's why I only do Coors Lights. So I only do Yerbys. I, I love Yerbys. I've watched you rip some vodkas one drink, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's why I only do Coors Lights because I love being in control. Yeah. Like even, you know, like my buddy has a weed pen and he's all, dude, just a little hit. All you need. I'm like, I don't, I don't smoke weed. What the that's, hell? Yeah. What's a little hit? So I do like a rip, <laughs> you know, thinking I'm like Snoop Dogg. Dude, the next thing I know, I'm like, everyone's staring at me, dude. I can't talk, dude. I'm on the couch. I'm like, I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. I like to be like, like even at Travi's house on Sunday when I was hammered, I was in control. Yeah. I just had no motor skills. But see, that's why I don't drink. Yeah. The same thing that you just said mm-hmm. is the reason I don't, I don't but drink. But you also never liked Coors Lights. Yeah. When you like and me used to drink, dude, you were doing Hennessy's. Yeah. Dude, remember that shot of Hennessy we got at uh, um, Poland when I did the X-Fighters? Mm-hmm. And it was like a regular shot. And the dude's all, yeah, like 88 bucks or something. Yeah. I'm like, what? And he's like, it's 42 bucks a shot. Or with that. I'm like, holy shit, that, dude. Yeah, that's how much a bottle is. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it was just a shot. Yeah. But yeah, see, so that's like in my early days, like Krusty Tour was sponsored by Jack Daniels. So like literally on our after party tables, they just had pictures of Jack Daniels. And dude, like I start to think about it now, the older I get, I'm like, dude, the amount of sugar, like I wouldn't have six Cokes in a day. Yeah. Or six Pepsis, you know. So I'm drinking these all night and I would wake up shaking, hungover. Oh, yeah. So between the hard alcohol and the, that's why- Coors Lights, like everyone's like, dude, you're just drinking water. And I'm like, yeah. And I wake up in the morning, you know, a little dry mouth, but I shower up, brush tooth and I'm ready to rip. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't like that. Like, well, that's what's crazy about, um, you know, that brought memories back. <clears throat> you know, we had that clip that I, that I posted of you with the cheater bike mm-hmm. at that same time though, remember me, you, Nate and Krabby did the uh, Seattle super, or oh, yeah. Cross or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And it was sponsored by the O2 Bacardi. Bacardi's, yeah. So we just had a ton of that stuff. A ton of it. And tequila was getting passed yeah. around. Yeah, and we all got sick. And and then uh, one time at that uh, 
Genoa or Gen- Geneva, mm-hmm. Italy mm-hmm. Supercross. Yeah, the, I think it's Genoa there. Gen- Genoa yeah. here, right yeah. down the street. Genoa uh, Supercross. We were there, and I remember, you know, like it's a pretty nice stadium or whatever. Yeah. I remember just walking around the entire stadium, you know, filming and stuff like that. And they had coolers of just Red Bull. Yeah. And I remember, dude, drinking like five or six Red Bulls. Yeah. Because we're jet lagged too. So you think it's going to keep you away, you know, like you're but hurting. It wasn't even that. I was just thirsty. Yeah. And you go to a cooler and it didn't have, because it, it was sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. So they just had Red Bulls in each corner I went to. It was just Red Bulls. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, where's the water? It'd be nice when I'm Fuck, dude, I'm thirsty. And so they're ice I cold, just, dude. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, oh, they taste way better. Yeah. There. Dude, I think I told you the story too. So X Fighters obviously sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. One day, Tony B was my mechanic because Cliffy was already working for like Nate or Twitch. Uh-huh. But we always got a plus one. So I'm like, I'll bring Tony B to Mexico City. That'd be awesome, you know? Dude, we go out because I had, I think I was an alternate. So I don't even think I was riding. Uh-huh. And even if I was riding, I had zero chance of like probably even top seven. Uh-huh. I was riding like shit. So... <laughs> We go to the hotel bar and dude, we're buying beers nonstop. Next day, you know, after like the practice, go to the hotel bar, drink beers nonstop. And the next morning I was kind of like foggy and I knew I, this, at this point I knew I wasn't riding like prelims had started. So I have a Red Bull, watch prelims, you know, like intermission before the night show, I have a Red Bull. And then like, we're going to the stands and I grabbed a Red Bull and Tony B looks at me straight face. He's all, dude, another one. And I'm like, that's why you didn't say shit about the freaking 19 beers we had last night, but <laughs> yeah. three Red Bulls. But, you know, thinking about like Red Bulls kind of gnarly for you. Yeah, yeah. But he was dead serious. He's all, another one, dude? Yeah. I'm like, oh, we are dying, dude. Dude. Yeah, so that same story, I remember, you know, flying back. And I'm in the, like, um, airplane uh-huh. coming back to America. Yeah. You know, however long that nice is. Nice little 13-hour flight. Dude, just shaky and stuff. And I'm like, there's no way I feel like in – Never once did I put two and two together. That, yeah. Dude, I had like six Red Bulls that yeah. before. Dude, it's gnarly. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is like I can dust a 12-pack of CLs and feel fine. But if I did, you know, multiple Yerbas or anything with high sugar, mm-hmm. I feel like shit for a bit, dude. Yeah. Like it's it's too much. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, it's... hold on. Before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. tell the fans at home about the Tahiti trip. When we got hammered and I threw my gear bag at you down the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. Dude, that's funny because our, our clip, our camera you know, stopped. So we had a good conversation though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you had brought something up and it made me think of Tahiti. So it's funny that you're even yeah. bringing that up now. Again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were in Tahiti and we were going down, I think to our rooms or something. Yeah. And there's long ass staircase. Yeah. Long ass staircase. We went to the bar. We were all hammered. Yeah. And I said something about like, I think, uh, like Nate Adams or someone threw their gear bag down. Yeah. And I'm like, I could outrun it or whatever. So I started running down the stairs and you throw your gear bag down, dude. It takes me out at the very like last dude, second. Dude, caught right? you perfect. Yeah. And that reminded me because like Steve Densmore sent me a video of someone doing that on an escalator. Yeah. Sent it down the escalator and there was someone on the escalator and just took it. Oh, out. dude. It was just one of those times like I had the perfect buzz rolling. We're, uh, well, I should say I had the perfect hammered going where I was all giggly. And I just remember because it was kind of dark too. Mm-hmm. And it was like a two staircase, dude. And you are booking, dude. And I just chucked my 9800 down, dude. And it was right on line with you. Yeah. And just straight decleated you, dude. dude. Legs up. But the thing is, it didn't even hurt or anything like that. It was, it was like hilarious because it's like I could not believe, you know, because I'm like pretty athletic and yeah. stuff. I'm like, dude, a gearbox not going to take me out. Oh, yeah. Dude, there was no chance that I could have done anything for it not to take my feet out. Yeah. Your legs up, dude. Yeah. And I, I did the air laugh where I had veins coming out of my forehead. <laughs> dude, that was so awesome. Yeah. 
I was actually thinking about that because, uh, you know, we were talking about the Saudis earlier and, and the people are so nice. Remember that guy, that promoter? Guy? Yeah. Even though he got like in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff or whatever yeah. he did after the event, after we all left. But, um, you know, super nice guy just took care of everyone. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to go eat. And we go to like this, like, seems like someone's house to eat, like barbecue. Yeah. It's just all like they take care of you. And they, yeah. You know, they like. Just so stoked, so stoked to have you there. Yeah. Remember the beach was topless and we didn't know that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember we went to like, cause there was the, the hotel pool uh-huh. and then like a little shrubbery and then the beach. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we were like snorkeling. We came up and there was just a chick laying there with her flapjacks out. I'm like, whoa, I'm moving here. That was fun. Yeah. It was pretty fun. That was a cool time. Yep. Damn good times. Yeah. Um, before we get into worth watching, you talked about Pastrana real quick. Mm-hmm. Travis Pastrana. Dude, I'd love to interview that guy. And just be like, and I know his answer already, mm-hmm. but I still would want to ask it. But because he's so gnarly. Yeah. And I mean, if he doesn't die, which God forbid. Yeah. But it's like if he actually makes it to like 50s and 60s, dude. That's a milestone. Like his body. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, is it worth it? You know, I don't know. And I mean, he did it at such a young age. I mean, dude, he dislocated his spine off his pelvis when he was like 16. Right. Right. So it's like, he's not going to quit then. And like, you know, he's already so hurt. And like, he, I mean, he's, he's still like getting gnarly. Ones. I know. I know. And it's gnarly because the dude literally either doesn't feel pain. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured this one out yet. Or his pain tolerance is like 900 times more than anyone's on this planet. Yeah. That has to be a little bit better than everyone else's now but yeah it's just crazy there's that ufc fighter uh uzman mm-hmm. and joe rogan actually talks about like how uzman's knees are just like like just crashed mm-hmm. like the guy has to like walk backwards downstairs like just even walking or like i guess when he's walking outside if there's grass he'll walk on the grass not on the sidewalk yeah because his knees hurt that shot bad because he's like a wrestler from college and everything right. and it's like yeah he's like the ex world champion and you know, big name. And obviously like he's got a lot of money because of it, mm-hmm. but dude, is it worth it? I know. Cause you know, he'll be like in his fifties, sixties, probably not even be able to walk. Yeah. Is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've had my fair share. Like I'm going to need both knees replaced. Cause I just kept dislocating my knees and like tearing all the cartilage. So yeah. I've got that. And you know, like, I mean, that's so minor. Like I'm not sitting here comparing myself to those dudes, but is it worth it? I would say hell yeah. Because. But at that stage, yeah, I would still say yeah because just look at all the like technology for one technology is getting so good. That is true. And Travis and Usman probably Usman probably have so much money. True. You know what I mean? Like cuz I actually got told, you know, I I did my last knee in 07 and I was told I'd probably need knee replacements, but even the doctor said by the time I need them there's probably going to be some like cartilage injection basically yeah. that you don't they're not sawing my legs off and putting them on right. like the old days, you know. And That's very true. And and I, and I guess like yeah, those guys like Usman probably can get that stuff fixed, but like once he gets it fixed, it's probably like no more fighting. Probably done fighting, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably waiting it out. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I always, I always go back to the because people were like, "Man, your sport was dangerous." When you and I'm like, "Dude, the experiences I had for my sport, I will take that to the grave with me." Way before I'd be like, "Damn, dude, my knees really hurt the last like ten years of my life." Yeah, or my wrists hurt, my shoulder. You know what I mean? Because it's like I'm thankful. Like I realize I'm probably like the one percent of the world that got to like live my dream out and travel the world and, you know, just all cause I ride my dirt bike. Yeah. So yeah, I would outweigh the risk. Like, thank God, nothing really yeah. gnarly happened to me, you know, but that's all I can probably say is like, Trav's almost like a bam. He's always chasing that. Adre- mm-hmm. He likes the adrenaline and accomplishment probably more than he ever thinks. Cause dude, I watched him 
walk into the locker room at nitro every weekend and dude the guy can barely walk yeah right and then he'll hit the jump totally fine not case nothing first jump and he's in physio because his back like something slid in his back and he's all mental every day yeah because see that's a different level yeah that's it is it is 100 percent. but look at the tra- look at the life traps gotten elite yeah i mean but that's the thing too like imagine being that much pain like you know i think some veterans go through this but like going through that much pain you're 60 he's not doing that stuff no mm-hmm. more he's just hurting at one point he might just be like dude i just i just need to blast myself yeah i'm, like, I'm and that's what it, i'm saying yeah like, it does hurt? yeah I, I mean it it does happen like pain has taken over sometimes i wonder that about like dave mira Right. Cause I like, I knew he was kind of in some pain and, you know, kind of fed up with the way like his life was going from what I heard. I mean, don't quote me on this, but yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, but we, you know, we don't know. I mean, yeah. all I would say is I just look at Trav's life as a whole and the dudes lived 90 lives yeah, compared yeah. to 98% of the world. You know yeah. what I mean? He's done some crazy things. Crazy shit. For sure. Yeah, dude. So last week we go into worth watching mm-hmm. and then I was devastated. Couldn't sleep the, the next night. Why? Because I thought I was wrong. Oh, with the Supercross? Supercross, but it turned out I we was We were right. right. Yeah, we were right. I mean, I was right. I didn't know. Yeah. I was just along with you. <laughs> and then our producer, Brian Foster, came in and told us we were wrong, and then it made us scared. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are wrong, dude. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm Saturday, I'm sitting there, I'm all, where's Supercross? And yeah. it's all, next week, Glendale. I'm all... God. Dude, I'm good at Googling. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're super good at Googling. Dude, you know, so worth watching this weekend. We got Monster Energy Supercross from Glendale, Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, 7 p.m. West Coast time. Uh, they're coming off a break. Yep. So everyone's fresh, ready to rip. Yeah. Glendale's always a good one, too. Yeah. So Stadium's expect cool. a lot of uh, people going for it. I will give a shout out to our buddy Chris Blos. That's kind of his home. Yep. Home race. Home race. Why well, is name racing? He's East. Or, yeah, he's East Coast. Ah, son. We'll still give him a shout out though. He'll okay. be in the pits with his team yeah. shirt on. Okay, so part of this uh worth watching the end here is gonna be a little bit darker because we had a technical difficulty. Technical difficulties, you know. The loom cube, she's done. It's, it's I think we look better though. Maybe. A little dark. Yeah. Uh also this weekend we got UFC two eighty seven. Mm-hmm. So we got uh Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Okay. And the co main events Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Mazadal. Sick, dude. Yeah. Jorge. And then uh, we got the Masters, of course, yep. coming from Augusta. Dude. It's Best live now year. through Sunday. Yeah. That's why I'm in a hurry to get off this podcast. Yeah. So let's let's talk um, talk UFC real quick. Okay. We got Israel versus Pereira. So some of the funniest memes have come out of this. These two guys have fought prior to the UFC. They fought in uh, kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And With Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Sick. So first fight, I think Israel, you know, knocked Pereira down a couple of times. Um, or maybe not. Maybe, I think it was a super close one. They gave the decision to Pereira. But, like, you know, going back and watching it, a lot of people say uh, Israel won that fight. Mm-hmm. They get a rematch. And the rematch, I think uh, Israel beat the shit out of him. Nice. Dude, last second, he gets knocked out with a left hook. Mm. So loses that. Damn it. Goes into the UFC, becomes the biggest, one of the biggest superstars in the UFC. All of a sudden, here comes Pereira from kickboxing into UFC. Oh, no. Starts beating, uh, you know, four people's. He fought like four dudes and beat their asses. Mm-hmm. Got the title shot to fight Israel. Getting in his ass beat. He almost got knocked out in the first round. Getting in his ass beat. Easy win for Israel. Dude, last 50 seconds. 
gets left hook, done for. Takes him down. He didn't go down. He the ref stopped it. Uh, so Israel lost his, shaky his leg. belt. Damn it. Yeah. So you know the memes are like, oh Israel learned how to cook or something, and then it's a photo of a Pereira with like some meat or something. You know, yeah. Like everything that Israel gets into, Pereira's doing and does it better. Okay. You know. Yeah. So this is the rematch. I really like Israel. Okay. I was a kind of a hater of him when he first came out because he was fighting like nobody's mm-hmm. and he had such big hype. But then like, you know, I started calling him out. I don't know if that's what it was, but dude, all of a sudden he starts fighting all the gnarly guys uh-huh. and beating the shit out of them. So once you start doing that, you can't, I, you know, you have to give credit where it's due. Right. So he's fought all the top guys in his division, destroyed everyone. So now he's fighting this guy. So I really like him. Okay. I think he's worthy. I think he's really talented. So I, I hope you're taking Israel. I hope he wins. Okay, I'll take the other one. Okay. And then in the Gilbert Burns fight with uh, Mazadov, Mazadov obviously being the bigger name, uh, he claimed, I think if he loses this, he's quitting or whatever. Okay. Um, I would like to see Mazadov win because I do want to see him challenge for the belt with some other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he loses, we'll see. But the problem with him is like he comes, he talks a lot mm-hmm. and he comes in very lazy, I think. And he's really like he's a street fighter. Yeah. So he's very confident with his boxing and street fighting that I think he comes in super lazy. And we saw this with the Cheeto fight just like a few weeks ago. Cheeto. Where he came in and basically let the guy uh, dominate him for two rounds. And that's how they say like, oh, Cheeto starts very slow. Yeah. So that's the thing. He starts slow. He loses those two rounds. But you're not fighting a bum. Yeah. The, that guy, if he continues to do good with the other three rounds, then you just lost your fight. Yeah. For nothing. Do you think he's like saving energy and hoping he'll get him tired? That's what I think. I think he like saves energy and, you know, like he just has that much confidence in his like fighting, like his boxing mm-hmm. that he's going to knock someone out. Mm-hmm. But what happens when that guy is like super tough and you're not going to knock him out? Yeah. Lasting all the rounds and yeah. stuff. So you're going to lose. Because- I was, I was just asking that because like wait, like 2000 probably. When I raced outdoor nationals, uh-huh. there was this kid that I was always faster than, and he would always get a national number every year. Who was Aaron Dieter? Oh. Cool ass. He was at Tacoma when we, he was the one passing around the tequila bottle oh. when we got all hammered that year. But um, I figured out his game plan after I was done with nationals. So it'd be hot as hell. Like all the privateers, you know, were working on our own bikes and shit. And he would ride like five laps of the first moto and then pull off the track. And then the second moto, he could ride all 35 minutes because he like basically raced one moto. And mm-hmm. the second moto was in like me, a bunch of other dudes were tired as hell. And he'd get like 11th place finishes. So I'm he like, would get last and then 11th. Uh-huh. And that would put him. He in didn't care spot. about overall. He just cared about getting points. Right. And I'm like, what a genius move. How come I didn't think of that? Because yeah. at Millville one time I was running like 11th and I couldn't pull it, dude. Halfway mark came out. It was so hot and humid. Yeah. We had to ride morning qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So. That's all back to your topic. That's why I was wondering if there's a strategy there, like yeah. wear them out the first couple of matches, make sure you're not taking no hits or yeah. rounds. And then, I, I mean, honestly, I do think that is the the strategy sometimes. And I think it's like, you just have that much confidence in your striking, mm-hmm. but it depends on your opponent. If that person doesn't get knocked out, like you just lost like two and, rounds. Yeah. And then you just gave them two rounds and then you start picking it up towards the fourth round. So maybe you win a round mm-hmm. or maybe you knock them out. But like a lot of times you don't. So that's a sketchy game plan. Yeah. So that's why like I. But you got to cheer. His name's Jorge, dude. I know. I go, I'm going for him. You have to. It's king of Miami, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm going for him, but he he has let me down quite a okay. bit in the past. Well, this weekend will tell. Yeah. So that's this weekend. Okay. That should be a good one. This uh-huh. pay-per-view. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's pay Dana a little bit more because, you know. Are you going to pirate it? No, nah, that's a good one. I need to. Never know with you. I need to get a good. You do some suspect shit when it comes to the UFC. It's not pirating when someone else provides the <laughs> link to me. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the Masters. Yep. Best tournament of the year. Who who you got winning this? In my fantasy, I picked Jordan Spieth. So there's a weird stat about it. He always plays Augusta super good. Mm-hmm. I think last year or the year before was like the only time he's missed the cut. Is he a live guy? No, no. no. no PGA he's guy? PGA okay. guy, yeah. And uh, he has this weird stat. Like I think the last two or three Easter Sundays, he's won the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. And Masters falls on Easter Sunday, the final round. Damn. And his game's been pretty good. and. Mm-hmm. I just like the dude, you know, even though, dude, my Jordan Spieth story, back to like celebrities kind of being dicks, but maybe they're not. I did a thing for the PGA Tour. Is Tor- he the one that's married to Gretzky's daughter? No, no. Dustin Johnson. Okay. Well, he sucks. Then. Yeah. Um, But I did a thing at Tory Pines for the PGA, like a Facebook live show one time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew a couple people within the tour. So when we weren't filming, I went around and talked to some people and um, KBS Shafts, they're like a huge shaft company. They had their truck there. And I walk in and I, I know the dude or had met the dude and was talking to him about shafts. And like, so the back of his trailer has like a slider door. And I'm like, all right, dude, good talking to you, whatever. And I open the slider door to go out and Spieth's coming up the stairs. And I'm like, oh shit. So I like reopen the door and like hold it open for him. And he walks right past me. I'm like, son He's of a, you peasant. Yeah, I'm like, you son of a bitch. But I, he looked pretty pissed. I think something was going yeah. on. But, you know, talking with Foster, he is always like, dude, you can't hold an opinion off that. I'm like, I don't. I still like the dude. But I'm like, dude, where's like the thank you? Yeah. Like it reminded me of like a little rich kid or something. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I still like him. So yeah, when you hold the door for someone. Yeah, I was I was being a gentleman, dude. Yeah. And I was scared. He looked mad. So uh I got Spieth. I'm not sure if he wins or not, but I picked him in my pool. Um Scotty Scheffler looks good. Um, I don't think Tiger will do very good. Mm. You, these guys are playing it, not not being a dick, just these guys are playing at such a different level. You know, you got like Rom and Scheffler have won like 80% of the golf tournaments this year. Like they're on another level. You got Rory, all these dudes. I mean, dude, that's our, that's always been our conversation, right? It's like when McGrath came into Supercross, he was coming in racing like 30 to 40 year olds and he was 19 with style and he yeah. changed Supercross. Yeah. Tiger changed golf. Mm-hmm. He was playing in a sport with like, you know, like look at John Daly. He's smoking and drinking on the course yeah. and a lot of like older beer belly type dudes. And Tiger came as this young fit kid mm-hmm. and changed golf. Well, what he did is basically breed a whole new generation of, you know, now like PGA Tour is so hard to pick a winner now mm-hmm. because there's literally 40 dudes that if their game lines up on that week and they're winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tiger's done well. I mean, he's done awesome for the sport. He's grown it, but I just don't, you can't play three or four times a year now, especially with his injuries, but you can't play three or four times a year now and expect to go out expect there. Win, yeah. I'm talking like even damn near making the cut. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying like, you know, like top three or whatever. So. But it's still good to see him out there. Um, the live guys are there because the all the majors, basically, if you've won one, like the Masters, if you win a Masters, you get to come back for the rest of your life. Yeah. And they already said they're not getting into the he said, she said bullshit. So you got Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Cam Smith, like all these dudes that are coming off live. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun for us to watch because we don't get to watch those dudes no more. Right. And so like I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, unfortunately, it's our one weekend that there's super good weather. So it's going to be kind of hard for me just to like sit on the couch all day and watch it, but definitely log some hours. Yeah. Get motivated and go out there and try some stuff. Chunk the ball and then come home. Um, I'm picking Rom for the win. Rom? Yeah, that's a good pick. 
that's what I'm saying is if that dude's game's on this week, he's unbeatable. Yeah. Him and Scheffler, see, they're they're like on another level. Like yeah. there hasn't really been a dominant PGA player since like the Tiger days because right. of what I just said. Yeah. Like even Rory, he's like technically he's got the best swing on tour. And he wins maybe once a year now. You know, it's like, it's so weird. So Rom's a, Rom's a great pick. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we got. Uh, quick question, though. Mm-hmm. I'll so, answer it. So I went out with uh, Hitter Dave. Yeah. And he went and got some new clubs, new putter and stuff like that. So I kind of want to know your opinion because you have been fitted. And then, you know, you, you're talking about like the shafts and mm-hmm. knowing the people there and all that kind of stuff. The, it seems like there's, you know, just like on anything, phones, anything. Uh, there's a, a new something that comes out every year. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I want to ask you, like, do you think that the new clubs coming out, you know, compared to like a year ago or two years ago are that much better? Or is it just for marketing for uh, for money? It's it's just marketing for money. That's golf is the best sport ever to suck amateurs into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like a dirt bike, like they come out with new dirt bikes every year. But, dude, you're not going to spend 12 grand on a 450 every year. Yeah. Well, like a set of usually there's something different about it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit something different. And same with golf clubs, there is something different. Like the driver ten years ago to the driver now. Yeah, it's meant for players like us. We can adjust the head now, shafts. Like, but what I'm saying with that is like with amateur golfers, dude, we switch our swing all the time, mm-hmm. just naturally. You know, like one day you can swing good, and one day you can swing like shit. So it's like I've gotten fitted before, and then literally like a month later, I felt like my swing was totally different. Mm. So if I'm getting my lie angle, like one up or, you know, one flat, or, you know, I'm getting this D lofted or whatever. It's like two months later, I'm probably swinging the club totally different. So like now I just basically get like a pretty basic setup and go out and play. And, you know, like when you do get to like inside of 10, you, you know more about your clubs, you know, like that's how I got good at dirt bikes. I always tinkered with my dirt bike, mm-hmm. but I'm not telling you to go spend 4,000 bucks a year because there's a new driver, new iron setup. Yeah. Like so. get a setup that is good for you mm-hmm. and it'll last you, you know, four to five years. Like my roommate Bubs, dude, he's a five, four or five handicap right now. And he just got new clubs after like five years. Mm. And he had kind of like, they call them um, like player forgiveness clubs. Mm-hmm. They're the ones like, if you That's miss, what the, I need. yeah, if you miss the ball, it goes. So he was playing with those and he's a five handicap. Yeah. But now he just wants like a little more aggressive, like tour style club. And he's like playing even better now. Yeah. So something like that's good. But like you, me, Hater, Dave, like we don't need the top of the line shit all the time. Yeah. Go get a good set right now, mm-hmm. you know, because like the technology is definitely better than even five years right. ago. But, but you don't you yeah. don't need to be a guy chasing it every year. And, yeah. You know, because so it's for the money. 100% for the money. Yeah. Like they come out with like a tailor made stealth driver and then the next year it's the stealth two. And it's like, yeah. are you going to notice the difference between the one and the two? Yeah. Probably not. You know, so, but that's just life. Everyone's, I don't know why they pump so much stuff out, but. Mm. For guys like you and me, like my clubs I got now, like the only reason why I ever switch clubs is because I luck out and get stuff for free. Mm-hmm. I kiss the right ass and dirt bikes did me good. You yeah, know what I mean? Point me to, the, to that ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, Hater Dave should get a good quality yeah. set right because he's, he's a freaking good golfer. When we golfed with him at Eagle Valley, he, yeah. he played well. And so if you're a good golfer and you do love it, spend some money on it, but don't do it every year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has a good set, but it just... Uh, you know, going to the golf store with him and, you know, looking at all the clubs. I'm like, dude, they come out with new clubs like every year. So it just made me think about that. Like, yeah. what's your opinion on it? And, you know, I kind of figured it's more for the money than mm-hmm. actually like you're going to notice a difference. 100%. Especially people like us. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to end the show, I have some rules over Augusta. Okay. Obviously, we're not there, so we mm-hmm. don't have to follow them. 
but there's absolutely no running. Mm -hmm. So get good at your um, speed, speed walking walk. or get there early and kind of figure out your space, you know? Yep. Uh, you can only sit in your folding chair. So they give you a folding chair. You can uh, find your spot. You put it down. That's where you're, you're at all day. You can walk around, but that's your spot. Huh. Weird. So you can't like be getting up and, you know? Yeah. And it's like a kind of like a common thing that like, you know, everyone knows like you're not going to move a chair once it's already there. Right. Yeah. And that's not your Respect chair. Thing, yeah. yeah. So that's that. No sitting on the grass. Uh-huh. No sunbathing. I can see that. Uh, no phones allowed. Yep. Keep I know the no car. phones. No tipping. So you can't tip like anyone there like when you pay, pay for something. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like from the, the founder of Augusta there. He said he didn't want anyone to be treated different by giving tips or whatever. Huh. So, They're very old and traditional. That's yeah. what I do love about the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no coolers on the course. Makes sense. Shoes will remain on. Okay. And hats must be worn forward, not backwards. Yeah, that's all respectable golf stuff. Yeah, so, you know, think back to what golf really is and, you know, not like the live stuff now or kind of waste management whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Just traditional ways, got to have some respect. So dude, they and demand that there. And I think it's true because everyone posts about it, but dude, they've never changed their menu prices. Yeah. With inflation. I mean, dude, I'm talking like a beer is like three bucks, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a ham and cheese sandwich is like a dollar, like dollar 50 or something on the menu. Yeah. Like that's been a big, uh, a, a big talking point of the, Augusta this year, mm -hmm. the, the pimento, pimento sandwich. cheese yeah. sandwich, dude. It's like a, it's like their staple. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I don't know, but I think it's like a dollar fifty. Yeah, oh, I think it was like three fifty. Yeah, yeah. Because all the memes pages deal. post, they're like, if you have ten dollars in your pocket, what do you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, three beers. The I'll eat later. I'll eat the grass if I have to. It's <laughs> yeah. probably pure, dude. Well, I mean, that's probably against the rules. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. You well, just pulled the rule. True, it doesn't true. say you can't eat the there grass. There were some rules on it, right? Um, because. They're for like the broadcasters. Okay. So I guess like if you're the broadcaster, you can't say rough because there is no rough at Augusta. Okay. So they can't say, oh, that landed in the rough. And they're in the second or third cut. Yeah. That's Something right. like that. Yeah. Golf's a weird but cool sport. Yeah. I I, I mean, I like the tradition mm -hmm. and I like um, going somewhere that's like real classy because yeah. it's not like an everyday thing. Yeah. But then I also like the changing of the tide. Like yeah, there's yeah. A, the new people coming into golf and being golf fans – are way different from the people back in the day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go have fun, drink some beers. But then, you know, it's funny. is like, yeah, we're a little more rowdy. But the golfers are almost more pussies now. Dude, because remember the old footage of like Arnold Palmer? He'd be putting on the green at Augusta with a cig hanging out of his mouth. He was like, the you know, yeah. modern day John Daly back then or whatever. So like all those dudes were smoking and stuff and having their whiskeys after. Yeah. Now it's like an athletic sport. Yeah. So it goes both ways. But we are definitely more disrespectful as fans. As fans, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. That'd be sick to see Tiger roll up to the green of the big old stove hanging out of his mouth. I'd be so happy on that. Yeah. Well, nowadays it'd probably be like a weed pen. Yeah. Dude, just still. a cloud of smoke coming <laughs> off him as he's walking down the fairway. Yeah. He's not running. He's walking. Walking. Yeah. So those are some rules for Augusta. So, uh, you know, when we go next year, we're going to really follow them. I'm going to bring backwards hat, flip flops, and a cooler. Yeah, sunbathing. Yeah, listen to this waste management, dude. I'm here to rip. Yeah, we need to get shredded. <laughs> dude, I just need to get shredded. We. Yeah, us. I went riding yesterday. I did a hike. Feel good. I did not feel good. Okay. I was wheezing so hard. I felt like I had asthma. A little wheezy. A little wheezy, dude. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys so much for hanging with the boys. My name's Jorge. This is Mike. Catch us on all our social medias. That's 
Boys underscore pod. Instagram, everywhere you can watch this video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on Spotify and uh, listen to this podcast basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And talk shit to us. Yeah. Leave us some comments that say, you guys suck. Mike's voice is nasally. No, that's right. Go ahead. As you were. Yeah, we already know that. Stuff, yeah. So don't, don't tell us. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll uh, see you next week.